They say the greatest thing in the world is to know how to belong to oneself. I think I've got a long way to go mastering that lesson. Morning, Atlas. Good morning, Commander Kelly. Is recording on? Audio recording set to active. Okay, let's get to the daily log then, shall we? Day 486 in space. Day 154 with no contact. Satellite relay has been returned to operational status after two weeks of malfunctioning, so some good news there. It looks like some small debris knocked the OSR out of calibration, but I was able to finally get it fixed through a manual repair via under 30 spacewalk. However, despite the repair, still, no additional contact from control or anyone else has been received. Still, nothing. I don't know why I'm bothering with these logs. I know SOP is to maintain routine for as long as one can, but what I saw, what I'm left here with, standard training never coached this. I always believed in finding my own answers. Fixing my own problems. No parent. No teacher. Nor any god would ever hear me ask for help. And now, up here in the emptiness, even if I would ask, nobody's listening. Reached as far as man can go, has gone, and still, no God's been found yet. Though if I'm being honest, right now I wouldn't mind a sign or two. Instead, I'm alone. Adrift in nothingness. These last few weeks, there's been moments, not ghost stories, not miracles, but moments. Moments when the silence overtakes you. And instead of getting lost in it, for a second you almost feel like you've been found. For the briefest of moments you want to lean into it. You want to let it consume you. You want to be a part of the vast nothingness that's easy and no longer fighting, that knows exactly what it is, even if what it is is zero. I feel guilty when I catch myself staring down at the earth, thinking, still, 
of how beautiful it looks, how peaceful it looks. I still see it when I close my eyes. 154 days later, and the spectacle of it still haunts me. A fireworks show and a funeral for all I ever knew. Cassie, if you hear this, I don't know how you ever would or why I'm still holding on to the fact you might. But if you ever do, I want you to know I was thinking of you just before it all changed. Thinking of the last hug you gave me, how you begged me not to go. How you said a girl shouldn't be without her dad for such a long time. I know I told you I was doing it for you, to give you a reason to keep looking up at those stars. But I don't think that was it. It's what I told myself, maybe, repeatedly. But I was doing this for me, not for you, not for mom, not for NASA or any betterment of mankind. It was a selfish, lonely choice. And just as that realization began to creep into my head, just as I looked down at that tiny speck of earth where I left you and mom, just as I began to feel a fire of regret release itself and come on like the crack of a whip, shattering a peaceful day, everything changed. The clouds started and everything changed before I could. The world went up in smoke and I had a front row seat. Shock, fear, disbelief. It's like a scene from a movie you'd watch with eyes wide and a grin on your face, but only now there was no credit scene coming. No music to tell you how to feel and no channel to change. I didn't want it to be real. I kept playing it back in my head to try and remember where it started. Who launched the first missile? But I can't, it's like a corrupted file. It's all a blur. And in that way, somehow, I think I let you down the most of all. Billions of lives ended in a flash. And when I came to, when I realized what was happening, I wish I could say my heart ached with the torment and sadness for all who perished, but I can't say that. I wish I could say I wept and I cried for humanity, but I can't. I wish I could say even for you, Cassie, and for Mom that surely I felt something. But I can't, because I didn't. In that moment, I was a child. Inside, under the covers of Mr. Thunderstorm, 
It's hard to say the words, to come to terms with it. But for a moment, it was almost comfortable, a safe distance away while one after another, the nuclear explosions battered. No, bedazzled the planet. I can't make sense of it, but it's a truth I'm forcing myself to live with rather than bury. Initiating manual systems check. O2 levels at 98%. Temperature stable at 68 degrees. Food stores. Liberated. More and more futile each day. But I suppose we could do another signal detection search. Atlas, reroute auxiliary power to satellite relay. Ping Houston. No signals detected. Ping Fort Bragg. No signals detected. Ping Fort Hood. No signals detected. Ping Camp David's Ark. Unable to comply. Security code Gamma Gamma 0176 Bravo. No signals detected. Anything anywhere? No signals detected. Return auxiliary power to system reserves. 154 days since the bombs. 154 days since I lost contact. And a single radio signal has been picked up. There's no one down there. And if there is, no one is coming to get me. Up here alone for so long, without any contact, you start looking real hard for a purpose. And given the circumstances, it's been hard to find one. I was always guided by a greater purpose, always driven to excel, to do better than those around me, to be the one to make it to the stars. And here I am. Good job, soldier. You did it. And what has it gotten? Humanity has gone and left me behind. So much effort is spent on reaching the limits of our world, on going further and farther. Did I get it wrong? Should I have been looking inward? Maybe that was always the point. Not everyone gets to be an astronaut. Most never get the chance to explore space. But I don't know. Everyone's got the chance to look inward towards themselves. 
And no doubt I failed that mission too. Emptiness. It's all emptiness. Why was I in such a rush to get to all this emptiness? What were we trying to gain? What void were we trying to so hard to fill down there with all the emptiness here? I've got some trinkets, Cass. I've got the first letter you sent me when I first went down to Florida for mission training. I've got yours too, Lenore. I read them both every day, but I, I don't know what I should do anymore. They act as both an invitation and a warning for what I'm tempted to do. God, I hope you're both okay. Please both be okay. Not for the last two weeks. What's the point? This ending's inevitable. I thought about it. The last three nights. Out the release hatch. No suit. Be done with it all. But I can't. It's not because I'm brave, but if I'm being honest, it's, it's because I'm scared. Atlas, with the current rate of resource drain, how much longer do I have? At current rate of resource consumption, 17 days of sustainability remain. Sustainability here defined as having necessary resources available to keep you alive. Thank you for clarifying. So there it is. All endings are inevitable. But this one a little more defined, it seems. So I'm going a little crazy with the food. I'm digging into the good stuff. I'll keep busy with the Oculus and hey, when the food goes or the O2 or when the aliens blow up the station, I'll be able to say, hey, at least the last couple of weeks were pretty chill. No, I'm not giving up. It's not giving up if there's no solution. It's inner space, self-enacted hospice care. Lenore, this, this isn't your mom's funeral. This is different. There were flights that day. I, I know I let you down then. There's no flight home this time. It's different. I hope you can be okay with that. 
The truth is, when I raided the food supply two weeks ago, it wasn't guilt that came over me. It was relief. It was the realization that I was allowing myself to give up. That I could eat and gorge and burn through the rations and not care. There's no way to get back home and probably no home to get back to. And I knew in that moment, I was accepting it. I was giving up and that was okay. Maybe it makes me a coward, but there's an easiness in no longer fighting. Like that feeling of being half awake and half still in a dream. The light might be on, but the bed doesn't want to let you go. I was deciding it was okay to not get up. Looking out at these stars, in another life I'd stare forever. But my thoughts catch up to me now. Sleeping in is a slow, slow suicide. It's turning off the reason to be here. From the beginning, the body just wants to return to dirt. But the mind, the spirit that wants more, it wants the pain of being awake, the flavor of experiences it needs to grow, to build and create. So the mind and the body constantly wrestle for the right to go out and get slapped around and learn something, or to stay cozy in bed and sleep, sleep, sleep it all away. Only here, this tiny station, this hunk of floating metal has become a giant bed. The mind is running out of reasons to keep fighting and a long sleep is sounding pretty good. Cassie, ever since you brought that model shuttle to school, I knew me being here would make you proud. But it doesn't change things. You have to understand there's nothing I can do. The station has a finite supply of resources. Shutting down is inevitable. There's nothing I can do. I still want you to be proud of me. I still want to be the man you look up to, but I'm human. There's nothing left to try, and I don't want to keep running on this hamster wheel. I can't. I'm tired, Cass. I watched your world go up in smoke. I watched it all disappear in a I'm tired. I'm all alone. And I'm tired.
not the possessions you hold on to, but the moments. It's when the three of us went out for ice cream the week before I went up. It's having to see you cry after your first breakup. It's that last time I heard your voice when you last called in. It's those moments that keep me from the vacuum. But only just. If you're gone, it makes this easier. But then, if you're not... <laughs> what are you doing, James? You're talking to your probably dead daughter about how soon you should join her. Get a hold of yourself. Cassie, do you understand? Do you forgive me for being tired? Do you... Would you forgive me for giving up? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. What I can be doing. I count the stars like I used to count the freckles on your nose. But neither spells out an answer. Maybe there is no answer at all. Maybe that has to be okay. I don't know. I've been selfish for so long. Alone up here, this might finally be an okay time to be. But then, and I know it's not much, but it's the only time I've got. I can't make up for the father I've been. I can't change the choices I've made. But for the first time in a long time, I can choose to not make the selfish choice. Maybe. No. No. If you're still alive, I need to be too. However unlikely, I need to try and need to survive. And if, if you're not God, if you're not, if you're not, then I need to keep you with me for as long as I can. I need to hold on to these moments. I need to keep going for us. This is asking the most of me for the tiniest, smallest seed of something more, but time is the one possession I still have to give. The one thing I never gave you enough of. I know it's too late. But it's all I have, and maybe that means something. I might be destined to wither away up here, but I can hold out as long as I can. Atlas, initiate preservation protocol. Atlas, initiate preservation protocol. Unable to process request. Preservation protocol. Unable to process request. I know what request. it means. Limited oxygen, limited temp control, limited food rations. I'm prepared. Initiate the protocol. Unable to Damn process it. request. I'm coming, Cassie. I'm fighting. Atlas admin override. Security code Delta 725. Remove safety regulators and auto fail safes. Are you sure, Commander Kelly? Removal of such precautions yes, is not confirmed. Advised. 
safety regulators, and auto fail-safes turned off. Atlas initiate preservation protocol. Preservation protocol initiated. Atlas current rate of resource drain. At current rate of resource consumption, 48 days of sustainability remain. Well, Cassie, things are about to get a whole lot more unpleasant up here, but I won't be going down without a fight. I don't know what an out looks like, but I'm buying us some time. Oh, and that playlist you sent me up with, what did you call it, Future Base? I gotta admit, it's growing on me, kid. If you ever somehow hear this, you are my purpose. Here's to what won't come easy. Here's to tomorrow. Atlas, play Cassie's playlist.
every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.